Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal. We're back from football season, jumping into March Madness. I'm your host, Marcus Bullock, here with my co-host, as always, Brett Galt. What's going on? Not much, man. It's good to be back for a little March Madness. I love this is one of my favorite times of the year, so I'm looking forward to breaking it all down real quick. Yeah, and March is a, a great month. You know, you got March Madness, you roll into the Masters, you know, you get MLB starting back up. So it's a really exciting time of year. And, of course, we had to bring back Mr. 7 and O from the college football season, Wilson Collins. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Appreciate the, the nice intro you gave me there. I'm happy to be back. I love March Madness. So I'm excited to be talking some college basketball. Yeah, uh, of course. And, you know, March Madness – you join your bracket with all your boys. You get ready to take everyone's money. Hopefully you're in a winner take all and you do win. I know myself personally, like the last three years I've been in the top three. It's just been like one final four game. I needed to swing away and it's never worked out for me. So hopefully I can take the crown this year and, you know, win a couple hundred bucks and take Wilson's money in the process. We'll see about that, man. <laughs> I, got, I got a nice bracket this year. I'm feeling it. Yeah, so before we kick it off, um, let's just talk about each other's favorite college basketball teams. Um, We're not going to talk about the NC State Wolfpack here. So uh, I'll defer to Wilson (laughs) to talk about the the Tar Holes from Chapel Hill. What do you think about their season overall and just a little bit of intrigue about their first-round matchup against Marquette before we deep dive in? Yeah, so this was a cool season for the Heels. You know, it's the first year with Hubert Davis. A little bit different coaching style with Roy in the past. We played a shallower rotation. Uh, we've got some more work, more of a shooting team. We like to stretch it out more, partially due to our personnel. We're, you know, a little bit uh, less deep at the four and five position. But I really like this team. We're coming together at the right time. We can, if we're, if we're shooting the ball, if we're hitting shots, Brady Manning specifically is hitting shots and, Okay, love turning it over seven times, and we could really beat anybody. Um, Marquette is going to be a dangerous first round matchup for us because they play similar in style to us. They can they can shoot it as well, and that's kind of what scares me uh, is just going up against another team that can light it up. And you know, hopefully we we don't uh, we keep up our turnovers under control, stuff like that. But if we can get through Marquette, I'm feeling kind of good about that Baylor game. Baylor's banged up, and I think that'd be a pretty cool deal if we could uh, get to play them. But, yeah, don't want to be looking ahead too far. Cool. All right, uh, Brett, do you want to talk about the West Virginia Mountaineers or should we defer? I mean, it can be short and quick. Uh, I mean, we're not in there, so we had a terrible year this year. We started off like 12-3, and three, whatever. Things were looking good. And then conference pre- we, in conference play, at one point, we lost 14 out of 15 in a row. Ooh. So, usually I watch a lot of the games. I usually watch every game, but towards the end there, I mean – it was like football season. I just didn't care anymore, to be honest. At some, at one point, the offense was terrible. So, yeah, we won't be in there this year. Didn't even make the NIT. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's tough. That's yeah, tough. it's tough. So, it's all right. I'm kind of glad it was over because it's brutal. And I'll wrap up the conversation by saying Kevin Keats is going to have a winning record next year, and the NC State Wolfpack are going to make the NCAA tournament. We're going dancing and. Just leave that there. And he's um, going to have to because or else he's going to be gone. That's true. Yeah, he's going to lose his job. Uh, but, you know, who's not losing their job. It's not when Coastal Barbecue is a sponsor of this program. You know, if you're if you're in our friend group uh, directly from college, we have an alumni event this weekend. So a bunch of us are heading back down to Wilmington. A member of Nanwino Coastal Barbecue will be sponsoring uh, food there at the event. They're going to do some pulled pork for us. I think about forty pounds of it. It's going to be pretty good. So, I mean, I know football season's over. You know, the weather's breaking out nice. If you want to host some people for some some March Madness, go head over to Nanwino Coastal Barbecue and uh, check out their Instagram page or Facebook page. Get some recipes and uh, smoke up some good or throw something nice on the gr- on the grill or griddle. All right, let's kick it off. So this isn't going to be a full lock show as we normally do. Um, There'll be some bets sprinkled in here and there, more or less some leans, but we're really going to try to give you an overall like holistic view of the bracket. A couple matchups that we think are pretty intriguing that could, you know, go one way, upset alert, give you a Cinderella here, here or there. So let's start up in the top left, the West. Um, Gonzaga's the one seed. You have Duke as the two seed. Texas Tech is the three. 
and then the four is Arkansas from the SEC. So let's just talk about Gonzaga, Georgia State. You know, everyone's picking the one. I'm guessing you guys don't see a Virginia, uh, Baltimore County, like, sort of matchup here. No. I mean, I don't know if – eventually we'll see a 16 beat a one again, but that, that year was just different because Virginia just had trouble uh, – shooting the ball scoring. So if the team got hot and they and they couldn't score, then it was a whole different ball game. But yeah, I don't see any of the ones losing for a while. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. So I actually think Gonzaga's gonna breeze through the first two rounds. Um, something kind of interesting about the, the the potential second game for Gonzaga, Boise State's in the number eight. They've got to have a little chip on their shoulder because they won their conference regular season and tournament outright. They got an eight seed, and then Colorado State gets a six seed. So I just thought that was kind of an interesting, uh, you know, seeding by the committee on that one. So the team, you know. Yeah, that is a very uh, interesting dynamic. Um, so myself, I've quit picking Gonzaga to win it all a long time ago because they let me down so many times. Uh, so if Gonzaga does blow it, Brett, when do you think it is? You know, just looking at it roughly for who's in their region. Like, do you think Duke's going to make it and beat them? Do you think Texas Tech has a better shot of doing it? Or do you think a team like UConn or Arkansas can upset Gonzaga? I think, I mean, we saw earlier December, uh, I think it was December, Duke versus Gonzaga was one of the best games I've seen all year, honestly. And since then, Duke's kind of, they really haven't got better as the year has gone on, honestly, they've kind of just struggled. They've kind of just kind of gone through the ACC, which was the down ACC. So, but yeah, I think Texas tech is a good team as well. They play good defense, but sometimes they have trouble scoring the ball as well. UConn is kind of, it's kind of like that old big East, but I think I had that UConn Arkansas matchup in the second round, which I think will be a fantastic game because Arkansas is also a good uh, team with J.D. Note at point guard. I mean, they've they've been playing well in the SEC, but if I would have to pick Gonzaga to lose, I think it would be to probably Duke again, honestly, just because I think that's the best matchup for uh, Gonzaga is Duke, just because they match up with kind of high-wise and everything like that. But you could get a Texas Tech team against them as well who plays good defense, and uh, the other – well, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching Gonzaga against St. Mary's, which we'll get to them a little later on. But I like St. Mary's as well, kind of. And they took them to the woodshed that night. I mean, they led by 20 points at one point. So, yeah, I'm excited. I, I really am. I, th- I think this year, real quick, I think this is one of those years where we don't have a great team. I mean, last year we had Gonzaga and Baylor. They were kind of a step ahead of everybody else. But this year, I think it's really anybody's game. I wouldn't be surprised to see a five seed, six seed win at all, honestly. All right, so hold that thought. So, Wilson, let's say if Brett's prediction does pay off, Gonzaga goes up against Duke um, in their region, I believe that would be the sweet 16. Um, do you think Coach K's, like, coaching experience can, like, outbattle Mark Few, or how would you see the Blue Devils and Bulldogs uh, match up if potentially happening? Yeah, so I think Duke's definitely going to bounce back. They kind of fizzled out at the end of the season, getting beat by the heels at home. That was a huge one. And then uh, losing to Vatek. Vatek's playing some good ball right now, so I don't want to, like, take anything away from that win. Um, I think they bounce back, and uh, I don't think they would play until the Elite Eight, though, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, no, okay. I think it's the Elite Eight. Elite Eight, yeah, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, so um, if they – I'm going to take Gonzaga in that one, um, but I don't think Duke makes it to the Elite Eight. Just putting that out there. I'm, I've got them losing in the Sweet 16 to Texas Tech. Uh, all right, so I'll give a spoiler. Likewise, I do as well in my bracket. And for our listeners, we kind of brought Wilson on as the ACC correspondent. Um, so while we're still up in the in the West, let's talk about the matchup tomorrow. You got Rutgers and Notre Dame, uh, Big Ten versus the ACC. 
I was actually pretty impressed with Notre Dame in the regular season, um, just, you know, being in the ACC footprint. Uh, Wilson, what do you think about the Irish and, you know, maybe their ceiling that of what they can do in this tournament? Because just from looking at it, if they get and beat Rutgers, I think they have a decent shot at taking down Alabama. I agree. Alabama's kind of been uh, a wishy-washy. You don't know what Bama you're going to get this year as far as basketball goes. If they get hot, you know, they could make a run, but they haven't looked hot. At Rutgers, Notre Dame, I'm kind of leaning towards Rutgers a little bit. Notre Dame didn't end the season on a super strong note with the early exit from the ACC tournament, and I don't think they've been playing their best ball on top of that. Uh, and I have been kind of impressed with Rutgers. They've had some big wins uh, in their last 10 games or so. So I'm, I'm leaning towards Rutgers, but I'm not really feeling – I'm not feeling strong about that game either way. I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. Uh, Brett, do you have any takes on our Rutgers Notre Dame? I know you watch, like, countrywide college basketball. Yeah. Do you have any insight on Rutgers? I mean, Rutgers was a team that throughout the year they would get up for the kind of the big games, but then they would also lose kind of those – against teams that weren't playing well, but at home, they were basically unstoppable. I think they lost maybe a game or two at home, but yeah, I, I mean, Notre Dame, I think there's been, there's been some talks that Notre Dame shouldn't even been in there, honestly. So I'm interested to see kind of how it plays out, but like Wilson said, Alabama is their team that shoots a lot of threes. So if they're making them, then they're almost, they can be unstoppable, but Lately, they haven't been making them, so they could honestly just go five for 30 or whatever and just not even shoot the ball well. So I definitely think it's an interesting matchup. I'd probably go to Rutgers as well, but I think the Rutgers-Alabama matchup, if it does come to that, could be very good. Cool. No, very good insight. So um, I think that's a very good recap, uh, just an overview of what happens in the West region. And hopefully uh, we may be back next week and bring you, you know, the Sweet 16 Elite Eight, um, a little bit of outlook there. So uh, let's go ahead and bump down to the East. Um, yeah, we have before we do that real quick, um, I want to just slip in there that we've got uh, this first round Michigan State Davidson in the West. Yes. We've got uh, the best player for Davidson, Foster Lawyer, is a Michigan State transfer to Davidson. So uh, make, make sure to tune into that game, anyone. I don't have any big insight on who's going to win, but I always got to see those revenge games. And you know what's interesting? I had this note down. Davidson beat Alabama earlier this year. So uh, Davidson's no slouch, and I believe they're in the Atlantic 10. Um, just, Brett, your your take here. Do you think Davidson can take down Sparty? Like, do you think it's likely? Oh, yeah, I, I think 100%. I mean, Sparty, they got off to the year a good start, but kind of towards the middle, towards the end, they hadn't been playing well. I mean, they always say uh, – March is like where Izzo and his teams really kind of accelerate, but I wouldn't be surprised if if they took the L. Honestly, I mean, and going back to the Alabama, we got to for remember that Alabama actually beat Gonzaga earlier in the year as well. So that's a matchup that if it got to that, that could be a p- potential matchup as well. But yeah, I mean, there's there's some interesting matchups that could potentially happen here. But also, I mean, I, it, some of these games are toss ups. Yeah, this, this one's a big time toss-up. And a little, uh, you know, trivia, Tom Izzo, is, they got bounced in the first round last year. He's never lost in the first round twice in his coaching career, and we all know he's been around forever. So, yes, you know, that would be, be big if they lost this one. Um, also, just want to say one other thing about this region before we move on. The Vermont Catamounts, I think, who knows, they, I got. I just want to see what y'all think. They won their conference tournament by the largest average average margin per game in the last thirty seven years. In the last thirty years, what, what do you think their average like victory was per game in their conference tournament? How much did they win by? Uh, I'm going to go twenty. I would say twelve. It was thirty seven points per game. They oh won the conference tournament. Yeah. So. This is a dangerous team, and I love Arkansas, and I've got them going to play Gonzaga, but that's a game to watch because Vermont can score the ball. And so, yeah, maybe, you know, if they're scoring like that, it's hard to stop them. Dude, and this is what's great about March Madness because you get little tidbits like this. You know, was Vermont 28-5 and five on the season, Arkansas 25-8. and eight. 
That that may but be he, one of the best first round matchups. Holy hell, that's a you high know, pick. You know, there's yeah. going to be one of those men majors. I mean, there's there's even sometimes a couple of them, but you know, one just kind of breaks out. So, and that's a thirteen and twelve matchup too. That usually there's um, usually an upset. Yeah, they're they're always. I think they're only like four point dogs, Vermont too. So you know, Vegas knows something too. It might be five, but yeah, good game. Take the money line there. I can't, but <laughs> I respect it. It's not, not that juicy with only four and a half or five, you know. If it was like plus 300, I'd hop on. All right. No, that's great. So uh, let's keep going down to the east. So your one seed there is Baylor, uh, two seed Kentucky, three seed you got uh, the Purdue Boilermakers and going back up to the four seed, UCLA, who is um, a Final Four team last year. So uh, l- let's start at the top and then go matchup by matchup. I, I, th- I believe we can pencil in Baylor uh, beating Norfolk State. Um, that game may not be as exciting. But let's uh, go ahead and bump back over to our ACC correspondent, Mr. 7-0. and uh, North Carolina and Marquette. What do you think about Marquette? You kind of hit on Chapel Hill earlier. Okay, yeah. So here's what I'm worried about in this game, worried as a Carolina fan. Um, So our weakness, Carolina, has really been perimeter defense. That's been our main weakness all year. And Marquette wins games when they get hot from the perimeter and they can just hit a ton of threes. And that's when we struggle. If we go down big, we haven't bounced back. We went down big to Miami early in the season, Kentucky early in the season, Duke early in the season. We didn't bounce back for any of them. It's a different team, but I really don't want to see Marquette get happy in the first five to seven minutes and take a 10-point, you know, or even a nine, whatever, six-point lead. Um, that's what I'm worried about in that game. Marquette's a good team. I think we're only three-point favorites. I don't really – I have a bet on this game, and it's the over. UNC and Marquette both play with some of the highest tempo in the country. UNC is a better team pretty much across the board. Not, you know, crazy significantly – but we have a better defensive rebound, rebounding rate, offensive rebounding rate. Uh, we take care of the ball at about the same rate as Marquette. And uh, so, you know, if, if they're out there hitting threes and we're playing our game, I think this goes way over 150. Uh, I think it's one. It's moved. I took it at 150.5 when the line came out. It's moved up to 152. So that's one of my best for this. Cool. So, Brett, what do you think about that 8-9 matchup right there? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think the thing was the good thing about Carolina is before they ran into that, just on fire, Virginia Tech team. I mean, North Carolina's been playing good ball lately. Guards have been playing well. Brady Manning's been shooting lights out lately. The the thing is, is this is this is Shaka Smart. He finally has that kind of gritty team again. He did not have that at Texas. He just couldn't get those guys to play how he wanted to play, and so he finally has that team again. But I think I this is going to be an intriguing matchup, honestly. But I do like Carolina, and I like them to play Baylor in the next round, honestly. Cool. So uh, good luck to the boys in blue from Tobacco Road, even though I'm not wishing them as well. But let's uh, go ahead and bump down. Uh, St. Mary's, they're going to play the winner of Wyoming in Indiana, I believe. Uh, Brett, you mentioned earlier that you like St. Mary's. Uh, give us a little bit of insight about the Gales. Yeah, I watched them play Gonzaga a couple weeks ago, and they just they dominated them, honestly. They got good three-point scoring. They got good guards as well. So I like them, and then they played uh, Gonzaga again in the championship game in their conference tournament, which they did fall that time, but they went head-to-head with them as well. So I like them to take on Wyoming, or I like them to take uh, probably, I don't know, the Wyoming-Indiana matchup is interesting too. But whoever they play there, I like them to uh, beat them, and I honestly, I like them to take care of UCLA in the next round as well. Wow, that's big. That is big, yeah. Okay. This UCLA team is, I don't, I don't know. They, they've kind of haven't had the expectations that they, they haven't lived up to the expectations that they had coming into the season. Arizona kind of stole that spotlight, and I just, I don't think UCLA is big enough. They don't really have a big, big enough guy underneath, and I don't know. I just like the way St. Mary's is playing right now. Interesting. You know, what's cool about that, so uh, my my in-laws, they're from Seattle, or even my wife, they're, they're from Seattle, Washington, so the Pacific Northwest, and my father-in-law, he's a really big Gonzaga fan. Uh, he grew up in that eastern Washington-like corridor um, where they're located, 
And the last two weeks, he's been here visiting, um, like, his firstborn granddaughter. So, we've been watching a lot of, like, Gonzaga games and a bunch of the West Coast Conference. And, you know, to see Gonzaga, of course, get in St. Mary's, who's usually a tournament team. But even San Francisco from the, from the West Coast Conference. San Francisco is a pretty cool ball club, too. And, you know, they have Murray State in this region, too. So, in my bracket, I actually have San Fran to beat Murray State. Um, and Murray State's defense, I don't know a lot about the racers this year. Obviously, we all know, like, John. Moran, who he is now and you know what he did a couple years ago but like San Francisco they've been pretty battle tested and I, I wouldn't be shocked to see that 7-10 matchup swing in their favor of the 10 seed because you know we usually see one every year and I think that's pretty favorable um you guys have any insight into San Fran Murray State no that's going to be a great game but I have no idea who's going to win they're both just like Murray State's 32 right like the highest rate in the country yeah yeah, Murray State's like only lost two games or something like that, maybe two or four. Yeah, thirty and two. Yeah, they're thirty and two. I know they've been balling out. So, yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, like you said, San Francisco. I mean, when you play in a good conference like with St. Mary's playing good ball, and of course Gonzaga is always gonna be relevant. But it could be an interesting game right there. Cool. Um, so let's go ahead and jump to my favorite game, actually, in this region and maybe all the first round. So you got number six, uh, Texas Longhorns going up against the 11 seed Virginia Tech Hokies. This is definitely an 11 over six that I'm taking and no partial because I'm a Tech fan. Um, but I mean, like you said, March Madness is about who's hot. This Hokies team is maybe one of the hottest teams in the nation. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll go ahead and tell you right now, I have Virginia Tech beating Purdue in the next round as well. Wow. I, th I think Mike Young has got these guys playing some good ball right now. I mean, they are on fire right now. They they took care of North Carolina pretty easily, took care of Duke as well. We're going to coach K's ACC championship. And this Purdue team, I've watched a good bit of Big, big Ten, and this Purdue team can be uh, up and down. Jaden Ivey is obviously the best player on the team, but – they don't play good defense, honestly. And the way Virginia Tech is shooting the ball right now, I mean, you better guard or else Virginia Tech's going to light them up. Yeah, this, so this game, I think it's kind of interesting because these teams, like, they kind of do opposite things. Well, so Texas, they're, like, super lengthy and athletic. Uh, they don't really play that passionately. Virginia Tech's playing together right now. Texas is known for, like, their defense and guarding the three ball. Virginia Tech shoots the three ball. So this is going to be a gritty game. Uh, I have the edge with Texas here just because Beard, Chris Beard has a good um, has a good record in the tournament generally. And I don't know. This is a tough one. I, I, but I do love the under in this game because both these teams have very slow tempos, and I think they're both just going to be taking their time. It's really hard to – to battle Virginia Tech's guys down low. So I think they're going to slow it down and try to go to them. Texas is going to play great defense. The under is like 126. I think it's, I think the final score this game is like 60 to 55, something like that. Cool. No, very nice insight. So I think that rounds out a pretty, a pretty uh, stout uh, East region. You know, like Brett said, he has St. Mary's going to beat UCLA. Um, so we'll see St. Mary's match up with Baylor possibly. Uh, Virginia Tech possibly taking down Purdue, uh, Kentucky. So Kentucky's a two seed here. Um, either if they run into San Francisco or Murray State, part of me deep down feels like Kentucky's. Oh, uh, they're going to get like kicked out pretty early. I could see them bouncing out in the round of 32 to either a good Murray State team or um, a team in San Francisco that's been pretty battle tested. Uh, John Calipari did an interview on ESPN uh, a couple nights ago and. He just didn't sound like very confident. And like, I feel like something's there in that Kentucky program that may not be out nationally. Uh, so I, I kind of think if Kentucky, it won't be St. Peter's, but if they're on the round at 32, I would not be shocked. You, you think they could lose to Murray State or San Francisco? I don't know. I think the big thing is, is Oscar Sheboy, which you're welcome, Kentucky. We just went ahead and gave you him or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I think one thing they lack is I don't think they don't shoot the three well, honestly. And so if you can get, the main thing is doing, getting Oscar Sheba in foul trouble, which he does get in foul trouble quite a bit. 
he always did at West Virginia too. So if you get him into foul trouble early, then that takes away their offensive rebounding as well. So I could definitely see, I mean, if Purdue or Kentucky or Purdue or Virginia Tech got in against them, I could definitely see it. But I want to go back to the because you were going ahead and pencil and Baylor in. I think the Baylor potential North Carolina matchup, I think is a good matchup, honestly. I really do. Because like Wilson was talking about earlier, you got a Baylor team that has been kind of injury prone the whole year. They lost their big man. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chama, Chama, whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, yes. I like the way that uh, North Carolina's guards have been playing right here. And honestly, Baylor has good guards and Flagler and Akinjo as well. So I honestly think this is going to be a good guard game. And I think the matchup is honestly perfect for North Carolina here. So I would, I would watch out for that matchup, honestly. I, I love that. Um, I like that matchup almost more than Marquette. Not that I think we are going to, yeah. you know, have a better chance of beating Baylor than Marquette. I just like, like any, any eight to one matchup, I definitely want to play Baylor out of the four one seats. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I would agree. Yeah. And Marcus, that's funny what you said about Kentucky. I've got Kentucky in my championship game. So <laughs> not seeing on the same wavelength there quite. Um, but I also like Purdue out of this. I think Kentucky Purdue, the winner of that's gonna take the take the region. No, cool. Well, definitely looking forward to taking your money uh, in that respect. Try <laughs> to have a lot less points when Kentucky's gone in the round of 32. Uh, let's keep chugging along. So let's let's go back up to the top right of the bracket. Let's not look at the South. Uh, Arizona's your one seed. Your two seed is Villanova. Uh, three seed you have the Tennessee Volunteers, and then your number four, the Fighting Illini from Tennessee. So, uh, Brett, go ahead and take me through the first two matchups that we see. So you got Arizona playing either Bryan or Wright State in Seton Hall, TCU. Seton Hall, TCU, I think is very intriguing. So give me your thoughts yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, TCU, Jamie Dixon finally has – I bet Pitt wishes they never got rid of him, honestly, because he's fun. he's got another team in the NCAA tournament right now. But TCU is kind of up and down as well during the year. We actually – we went toe-to-toe with them, and we actually beat them. So, I mean, that's that's saying a lot right there. But Cena Hall, I honestly haven't watched a ton of Big East ball besides you, Connecticut and some of Villanova. So, I really couldn't tell you a lot about Seton Hall, but I do think that's going to be a good game. Uh, Arizona, I mean, what a job Tommy Lloyd has done there coming from Gonzaga's assistant. He's kind of gone the approach of whenever he was at Gonzaga, he would bring a lot of foreigner guys, uh, Hashimura, Sabonis, not, that are now in the NBA. So that's what he's done at Arizona as well. He's got a lot of kind of big guys that are good big guys and then good guards as well. So they went to the year kind of underrated. I mean, I know UCLA was probably the main team that was going to kind of win – the Pac-12 just because after their uh, national title run last year, or excuse me, Final Four run. But I do see TCU kind of moving on there and facing Arizona in the round of 32. Cool. So, Wilson, what do you think about that Seton Hall-TCU matchup in the South region? Yeah, I've got Seton Hall, but I really think this is just the game of the winner gets to get blown up by Arizona next round. Um, I love Arizona. They're one of my favorite teams in this tournament. Um, but I, I'm taking Seton Hall slightly, although I'm not, I'm not betting on it. All right, cool. So I'll just jump ahead in my bracket. So I end up having Arizona playing Tennessee. Um, and we'll, we'll get to the, the, the Tennessee-Ohio State-Villanova corridor of this bracket. But part of me feels like an idiot for trusting Tennessee to make it too far because, you know, Tennessee does Tennessee stuff. But then one of the SEC I thought was pretty impressive, um, even though, like, we didn't get that big matchup um, like Auburn or, or, like, they ended up playing A&M. But, uh, you know, the, the Vols look pretty good to end the season. Uh, what do you guys think about Tennessee? Yeah. They're kind of like Virginia Tech right now, honestly. They're just red hot right now. They've been playing good ball. They've been shooting the ball. They play good defense as well. So I think that's kind of the main thing in this whole thing. Honestly, I thought Texas A&M got snubbed too. I mean, you beat you beat Auburn, Arkansas, and then you get to the 
championship game and lose to Tennessee, a good Tennessee team that's playing well. So I just want to throw that in there. But I thought they got snubbed. But, yeah, I have Tennessee kind of beating the Colorado State. They kind of got a bad draw against Michigan, another team that I really didn't. I don't think Michigan really deserved to be in here. I know it's all about strength of schedule. So I don't know a ton about Colorado State, but – I think Tennessee is going to beat whoever wins that game anyway. So I do like Tennessee, though. So, Wilson, before I let you jump in, let me talk about Colorado State because I, I looked at them and along with a couple other mid-majors, Colorado State may be like one of my favorite teams at this tournament. And that's why it was really hard for me to put Tennessee like beating them uh, in the round of 32. But, you know, Colorado State has wins over two or actually over three tournament teams. They beat Creighton, St. Mary's, and they beat Boise State this year. Um, they can shoot the lights out. They're a little bit older of a team, and, you know, they're they're playing very good basketball. Um, they they don't really turn the ball over. So when you're efficient, you got a little bit of an older team, and you're definitely battle-tested against three other tournament teams that we have talked pretty highly of. You know, uh, I think we were all on the same page. St. Mary's is probably going to make a little bit of a run. Boise is most – I mean, Boise, a lot of people do like them to beat Memphis. And, you know, Creighton got in. This Colorado State team's no slouch. You know, I really wouldn't be shocked if they took down Tennessee eventually. So uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty big on them this year. Okay, cool. I, I'm glad you said that because I didn't know a lot about Colorado State. I mean, Tennessee's going to beat Longwood by a mile, and I had them cruising by Michigan or Colorado State, but um, possibly not. We all know Tennessee does Tennessee things, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them get bounced in that round either. But uh, I think I think they ultimately make it to play Villanova in the Sweet 16. All right. So can one of you guys talk about talk to me about Villanova? I didn't follow them a lot this year. I see they're a two seed. So uh, what should we expect from the Wildcats and Jay Wright? I mean, you know, Jay Wright always has fun mobile teams. I actually haven't watched a ton of them. I mean, we know Colin Gillespie's back for his like tenth year this year. I mean, so. That's really, I mean, that's really all it is. I mean, they got they got him back at point guard. Like I said, I really haven't watched a ton of them, but I mean, they're in the Big East, which the Big East wasn't bad this year. I mean, you have Connecticut, Creighton, who's also in the tournament, so they're battle tested. I just don't know how well battle tested they are. Yeah, I could see. I mean, they're definitely. Well, they should advance past. Del- I mean, they'll definitely be Delaware. Delaware looked so bad in that UNCW conference championship game. We just looked worse. I could see them losing to Ohio State. I can definitely see them losing to Tennessee. And if they make it to Arizona or whoever makes it out of that there, I mean, Villanova's not winning the championship. They play great defense is uh, why they're a two seed and why they're a good team. But, um, yeah, I don't think they've, they've got it to make, a, to make a real threat at, you know, winning it all. Um, I, I do have one other little thing out of this. Division. I don't know if we're about to move on, but I'm, I'm sprinkling a little UAB money line versus Houston. Um, Houston lost two of their best four players this throughout the season, and they have, still have a good schedule, or they still have a good record because of their weak schedule. Uh, but I'm I'm just throwing that in there. I think uh, that's a potential five twelve upset. Yeah, that is a that's a game. I, West Virginia actually played UAB early in the year. We actually beat them, which is kind of shocking. But, I mean, it was a good game, though. But I don't know if that's saying much because we had a losing record this year. So, I think the other thing is Illinois. I mean, last year they were one seed. Kofi Coburn's back. Yep. Uh, they had the Soma last year or whatever, and they kind of choked against Loyola Chicago, right? Um, yeah. So, I do think that's interesting. They're kind of a team that's up and down as well. They have Curbelo at point guard, and he's kind of he's kind of on and off every single night. So it just yeah, kind of depends how he yeah. plays. You got a good guy in Frazier as well. He's a good transfer. But it's going to come down to if you can match up down low with Coburn, then it, I don't know. I could see them kind of being the same thing as last year, honestly. They could easily take an early exit. Interesting. You could take them out, honestly. But, um, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like, as we just said, so Illinois may be Chatt- or probably going to be Chattanooga, uh, UAB-Houston, you know, maybe sprinkle UAB. If Houston does win, 
Um, it doesn't look like we're very fearful of Houston. So Illinois could possibly beat them, but uh, we all in agreement to give our listeners, Illinois is not making it past Arizona, no matter what they do. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I've got I've got Arizona um, winning it all. So yeah, yeah I like this Arizona a lot. This. Yeah, they're blowing through this division, in my opinion. Of course, it won't happen like that. You know, they'll lose in the second round, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, very well possible. Um, so before we leave this region, uh, what does Sister Jean got for us? You know, Loyola Chicago's back. Loyola Chicago is amazing. You know, what they did several years ago. Um, I actually have Loyola Chicago beating Ohio State and losing to Villanova. Uh, what do you guys think about them? Yeah, I'm the same way. This Ohio State team is kind of up and down as well. So I do like Loyola Chicago. I mean, you got to trust in Sister Gina, honestly, which I looked that up. To, she's 102. I looked that up today. I didn't realize wow. she was so old. I know. I didn't know that. But as long as you got her on your side, you're at least good for one in the tournament, I think. Yeah, I was about to say I had Ohio State, but I might change it now. No, she's 102 <laughs> years old. Um, I, I think uh, I've got Ohio State just because they've been, you know, battle-tested, tough schedule. But I don't know. I don't know about that one. All right, well, let's hit the last region we got. So let's move on out to the Midwest. So it's official. Uh, the Kansas State will be playing Texas Southern because they beat Texas A&M at Corpus Christi uh, a couple moments ago. Uh, so but Pencil and Kansas, the one seed. In that region, the two seed, we have Auburn, uh, who I'm not huge on. We'll get to that in a second. The Wisconsin Badgers are the three seed, and the four seed rounding us out is the Providence Friars. So um. Let's just talk about Kansas, like floor ceiling. Uh, Wilson, you just said that you have Arizona winning it all. So do you have a final four matchup, Arizona, Kansas, Arizona winning it? I actually don't. Um, I do like Kansas, but I love Iowa. Um, but I do like Kansas. I think Kansas also has some NCAA stuff hanging over their heads. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond. This is, you know, self's like really good chance to make a run. Um, I think they got a tough, tough stand playing, having to play Iowa down the line if they both make it that far. Uh, but, but yeah, maybe, I, I maybe need to reevaluate that one because this, this is a good Kansas team. All right, Brett, what do you think about Kansas, like their floor ceiling for this tournament? Yeah, I, I also agree. I think this is one of Bill Self's best chances, honestly. I mean, Oshaj Abaji, he's a first-team All-American. They got McCormick underneath, Christian Braun on the wing. So I do like them, but they, they always choke, honestly. They always choke. And I'm with Wilson. This Iowa team is no joke. I mean, yeah, we, man. Yeah, they, we saw them in the Big Ten tournament, and they can light it up. Keegan Murray is one – I've watched him a couple of times, and his brother is good too, Chris Murray. They're kind of a double duo, but Keegan Murray is one of, one of the best players in uh, college basketball right now. And so when they can get hot, this is one of McCaffrey's uh, – one of his teams where they can shoot the three well and the guard well as well. So I, I do like Iowa. I, I don't know. I don't, I haven't actually picked this part yet just because I've been kind of, kind of tussling with it, but I, that's going to be a good matchup. Yeah. And I, I actually have to go back and, you know, look at my bracket over again, but you know, I, I have Kansas in my final four as of now, but if I do change it, it's going to be for the game that's underneath it. San Diego state. They are no joke. So the San Diego State team, they have wins against Georgetown, Cal State Fullerton, who made the tournament, St. Mary's, who made the tournament. They beat Colorado State, who's – they beat them twice, I believe, who is also one of my favorite teams. You know, and they lost to Boise State twice, who's a tournament team going up against Memphis. They lost to Boise State two times by one point each, a 58-57 to 57 and a 53-52. to 52. So San Diego State, they're scrappy. They've beaten a handful of tournament teams – they played in close games. Like, I, I kind of feel like if Kansas does choke, it'll be in the round of 32 to San Diego State. Um, I, I, I think out of any one seed, they got a really tough draw because San Diego State's no joke. I think they're going to be Creighton. And like Wilson said, he's big on Iowa. If they run into Iowa, they can easily lose there. Um, I'm really nervous for Kansas. I think they have a murderous row for a one seed. Yeah. I agreed big time. So uh, the San Diego State Creighton game. So San Diego State, they play at one of the slowest tempos in the country, and Creighton plays some of the best defense in the country. The over-under right now is sitting at 120, and I'm 
hammering the under on that game. It's probably my favorite bet of the whole tournament. I like uh, that. Kind of, a, kind of a psycho bet there, but I, I, I like the San Diego State Creighton under in a lot in that one. And this is a Creighton team that dominated Providence in the uh, Big East tournament before eventually losing to Villanova, but it was a good game as well. So, I don't, Kansas, I think the deciding factor right now is Remy Martin, the transfer from Arizona State uh, from last year. He was actually going to be the – he was predicted to be the Big 12 player of the year, and he kind of just had a lot of injuries. But he actually started playing well in the Big uh, Big 12 tournament and actually led them on in the championship game. So that's one thing they were kind of missing. Juwan Harris at uh, point guard, he's been okay. But if they can get a solid point guard production, then I don't know. But like I said, Kansas always chokes. So who knows? Yeah, uh, I'm really nervous for Kansas. So I'm going to hold my breath there. But uh, let's talk about Providence's opponent. The Jackrabbits of San Diego State. They can light it up. 86.7 points per game, 18 and 0 win conference. Now they had one game against a top 25 opponent and lost it, but Jesus, dude, they can score at will. Um, I don't really like Providence chances there. I've picked them to move on so far, but South Dakota State, if there's a 13-4 upset, I think that's the one I'm picking. Yeah, I agree. And this is this is one of my upsets, honestly, that I have penciled in right now. I haven't fully gone with it yet but especially after the beating that providence took in the big east tournament but th- this also is a Providence team that is they're an older team so i do think they'll bounce back from it but like you said this is one of the 13-4 matches matchups that south dakota state hasn't lost in a long time so i i don't know Bam, y'all have me second guessing because i am <laughs> Sprinkling South Dakota State money line is one of my bets. Yeah. And I'm all thinking it, it's definitely not going to hit. <laughs> and I do like South Dakota State at Providence. So I, Providence is overrated for one. I'll just put that out there. So, yeah, 87 points a game, you can't manufacture that. That's not a competition thing. That's a getting buckets thing. So that's going to be a good game. Yeah, straight shooters. Um, so let's let's pump down to the matchup beneath that. I think this is another upset. Uh, Iowa State, the 11, uh, LSU, the 6 seed. We know everything that's going on um, with LSU and their coach. Um, is their this lack of coach? <laughs> yeah, their their lack of coach. Excuse me. Is, is losing a coach in basketball more or less significant of your head football coach being fired? You know, like before the or before the end of season let's not even talk about a bowl game like which head coach is more important basketball or football and collegiate sports i think football honestly i think i mean you saw that with uh you saw that was with uh michigan when howard got his five game suspension or whatever phil martini i forget martini or something like that i mean he's been a he's been a former head coach for years and years and years so you, you have somebody step in there with tons of experience. A lot of these guys that have on their bench or whatever, some of them have been head coaches before for multiple years. So I don't think it's as, as bad if you have a, you don't have your head basketball coach as, as much as is football, but also this is that I don't really like this matchup at all. Really. I, I would state this is a team that was top 10 at one point in the year and then they just fell off during conference play. I've watched them a couple of times. I'm really not impressed with them. They do have a guy named Isaiah Brockington, who's their best player. But I, I don't know. I'm just – I'm not a huge fan of them, honestly. All right, Wilson, so what do you think about this matchup? So your question about the coaches, I think it's easier to coach – or it, it's easier to lose your basketball coach than your football coach. Like, I think the basketball team's in better shape. Yeah. Iowa State is awful. They're a terrible school, and they're terrible at basketball. And LSU's going to roll all over them. I've got LSU minus 4.5, and it's almost a lock. Like, I don't – yeah, I'm, I'm on the other end of this of you. I think, I think the talent of LSU is just going to roll all over Iowa State here. I agree. I, I Iowa State was lucky to get in here, honestly, because they really fell off during the end of the year. I mean, like I said, at one point they were number nine team in the nation, but also their huge wins were against like Michigan when they were a top ten team. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and a couple other teams that ended up not being that great. 
So they were honestly, they're lucky to get in this thing. And I, I'm not really a huge Iowa State guy. I've watched them a couple times, like I said. Yeah. And you know what else? I think the uh, public's going to be all over Iowa State because, because of what's going on with LSU and they're out of a coach and all. But I think at the end of the day, the talent's what matters. Yeah, I agree. All right. So uh, we all think Wisconsin's going to be Colgate. Any surprises there? Uh, actually, I am sprinkling a little Colgate money line because Johnny Davis, the Big Ten player of the year, went three for 19 in Wisconsin's early exit from the tournament coming off an injury. So I don't know if that's serious or not, but I think it's worth throwing a little bit on Colgate. I do have Wisconsin in my bracket, I'll say for sure. But, you know, got to play the odds somehow. Brett, what do you think about the Badgers? Like, how, how far do they go in this tournament? They go as far as Johnny Davis is going to take them, honestly. I mean, they're, they're nothing without him, to be honest. I mean, yep. he, could, he could easily be uh, national player of the year as well. But, I mean, he's in the conversation. But, yeah, they go as far as he can take him. And so, if he has an off game, like Wilson said, then – yeah, they're in trouble. They're in big trouble, honestly. That Wisconsin-LSU matchup that we're predicting, I think, is going to be an interesting game, to be honest. I can see Wisconsin losing that game. Wow. Okay. So, let's go ahead and skip down to the two seed, and we'll come back to Miami-USC at the 10-7 in this region. So, uh, you know, Jabari Smith, great player. You know who he kind of reminds me of? Ben Simmons. Uh, when his time at LSU. Um, maybe a little bit better than Ben Simmons. Uh but just very comparable players. And this Auburn team, I'm not really sold on. I have them beaten Jacksonville State, but I'm in the second round. I'll go ahead, spoiler. I got the U taking down the Auburn Tigers. Uh, hey, hey, Marcus, I got the U as well taking down the Tigers. Yeah. All right, so we're on the same page. Uh, Brett, what's your take there on, like, Auburn and the whole Miami-USC game? Yeah, I mean, Jabari Smith, I, I, think, I think, honestly, comparing him to – Ben Simmons is a disgrace to himself, honestly, because at least he shoots the ball. <laughs> but I do think he'll, he'll be a decent pro. But, yeah, Auburn at one point in the year was – they looked like the best team in the nation and then kind of – I don't know. They just didn't look good as the year went on. So I am interested in that. USC Miami, I, I really haven't watched that much Miami. I know USC is big, though. Like, they're long and athletic. So I, I think that game's interesting. And honestly, if USC can go against Auburn, I think that's going to be a good game too, just because I think they're of, of their uh, athleticism. So I, I don't know. There's just so many times I hate it. You mean to give the spiel on USC Miami right now? This is going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, lay it on us. All right. So USC, just like you said, Brett, USC is big. So what does USC do well? They rebound. They defend the two well. And they offensive rebound. They score their points from the inside. So what does Miami do well? They play an interesting style. If you've watched any Miami, they've got a, three guards that love to dribble the ball, love to run off ball screens, love to pull up mid-range jump shots. And I think that's a perfect formula to beat a taller but not so passionate USC team. So I think a lot of people are going to see this size matchup and be like, this is a wrap for USC. Like, this is a lock. But really what I think is going to happen is Miami's going to force turnovers, take care of the ball, and their guards are going to outplay the hell. The smaller team's going to get the better of them this time. So I'm actually taking Miami money line in this. And I think if you wait, right now it's, it's a, almost a pickup, one and a half points for Miami. But right now if you wait, I think the line will move even further towards USC because people are going to see that size matchup and they're going to love – hopping on the seven seed that's way bigger than Miami. But, um, you know, this is no lock, of course. It's, it's almost a pick em, but this should be a really good game. Two very opposite styles playing, and that's always fun to watch. So, Wilson, in the Sweet 16, do you have a Miami-Wisconsin uh, head-to-head? I do, yeah. Okay. I do. Even though I don't, I'm not confident at all about this lower <laughs> – Half of the Midwest bracket. I have no idea what's happening here. I hate Auburn because Walker Kessler transferred there. So maybe there's a little bias going on, but they do look shaky. They do. I agree. 
Interesting. So um, I guess if if we went region for region and almost game for game and you know outlook it what we kind of think it's going to play out. It doesn't seem like we have a bunch of chalk, which, you know, that that's March madness in itself. Madness, anything can happen. So out of any region, any game, any team, is there anything that you guys want to recap before we go ahead and sign off? Um, I think we gave our listeners a lot of knowledge, a lot of insight to what's going on. You know, if you didn't pay a bunch of attention to college basketball this season, I think this is a pretty good show to get you ready for your bracket. Um, floor is open to you guys. Uh, I could run through my bets really quick. Yeah, I mean, let's hear it. Uh, I'll just go through them really quick. UNC, Marquette over. Virginia Tech, Texas under. Miami money line. Duke minus 18.5. I didn't mention that, but that's a big bounce back game for Duke, and they always blow out bad teams. Iowa minus 10.5. Iowa's awesome. San Diego State, Creighton under. LSU minus 4.5. And, and then I got three money lines. I'm sprinkling Colgate, South Dakota State, and UAB. That'd be a hell of a parlay, the Colgate, San Diego State, UAB. If those all hit, you're probably going to make a nice chunk of change. Yeah, I would never take that in a parlay. Because they, <laughs> I mean, if one of them hits. <laughs> That's great. Brett, you got anything else before we uh, start signing off here? I just think this – I think this tournament's going to be wild, honestly. I feel like I say this every year, and I think it every year. But this year, really, I – I think it's anybody's game. I think 15 teams can win this thing, honestly, because you just do not have a great team that is head and shoulders above anybody else. So I, I think the Madness is going to be crazy this year. I really do. And I'm excited for it. Yeah. Thursday and Friday, we're so close. Thursday and Friday, Saturday, Sunday is one of the best stretches in all of the year, honestly. Tomorrow is the longest day of the year. And it is. The day before. Yeah, the it is. starts. It's just going to be – it's going to be a crazy time, so. Christmas Eve, bro. Yeah, Christmas Eve 2.0. No, but, um, again, thank you, Wilson, for coming on. Mr. 7-0 and back here. I was sprinkling some gems. I saw Colgate, San Diego State, UAB. If you parlay that, it's going to hit. I, I feel it coming. <laughs> I'm not parlaying that. But, uh, <laughs> I did give you seven games that weren't the money line, so um, – I'll probably go 0-7 this time to make up for it. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, once you're listening to this and Apple or Spotify, go ahead, hit that rewind button if you didn't catch all those. Uh, Wilson just topped off a, a beautiful uh, lager-looking beer. What you drinking over there? Uh, this is some uh, – it's it's uh, it's from Blue Mountain Brewery in, in Virginia. Funny enough, less than 30 minutes away from Longwood College, I was driving through there coming back from Maryland the other week. Just a random IPA beer, but delicious. A hop work orange is what they call it. That's awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, uh, Brett. My co-host is always couldn't do this without you. You really brought the fire. Um, a lot of good insight from you. I'm just I'm just riding your coattails and along for the ride here. So um, let's go ahead and watch how the first couple rounds play out. You know, next week, if we can give you a little bit of Sweet 16, Elite 8, and further on matchup, depending on what we see this weekend. And, you know, who's not available? Because, you know, so, someone's got to die this weekend. <laughs> someone's going to get caught in the fire and uh, not make it out. But again, thanks for tuning in brett wilson y'all have a good one and um we'll talk about it this weekend sounds good guys enjoy the madness that was fun thanks for having me on bye